Have a need for new and exciting products? Zero3D.com takes a clean slate approach to design and manufacturing. Zero3D.com features a wide variety of innovative products for the Harley Touring Market and other Harley Big Twins such as the Softail and Trike models. Zero3D's product line includes parts for performance, comfort, and lighting. You'll be getting components of great quality and are affordable for the rider. Because we are riders, we have a passion for design and innovation, and there is always something new to see at Zero3D.com. All of our products offer easy installation. With the proper tools and a little experience, you'll be able to get a part or accessory from Zero3D on the bike with no welding, grinding, or cutting. At Zero3D, we also have a design team with over 40 years of experience, and because our story is deeply tied to motorcycles, we offer great customer service when you need it. And Zero3D's design team is at all the big rallies where we are talking to riders and are working with riders face-to-face. Zero3D products are distributed in the United States by Drag Specialties, in Europe by Parts Europe and Zodiac, and in Asia by Twin Art. Check at your local Harley dealer and ask for Zero Parts. Visit Zero3D.com or call us at 715-808-808. 0027 if you have any questions about any Zero3D.com product. Design is the landscape of the mind, where innovation dwells. We are Zero, zero Zero3D.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 104 of the Motorcycle Men podcast. I am Ted, here in the corner booth at the V-Twin Cafe. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the podcast and, of course, all of our episodes. Remember, 50% of all contributions to the podcast go to VetRest to help our veterans with post-traumatic stress. And if you would like to contribute and donate, please go to our homepage, and there are buttons there for you to click to do that. And our sponsor, Zero3D, is providing you with great Harley-Davidson touring model stuff for your accessories, comfort, and performance parts. So be be sure to check them out and let them know that the motorcycle men sent you. Uh, now, last week I had the opportunity to speak, have an interview and speak with Jake Hamby and Wayne Mitchell of Where the Road Ends t- uh, Moto. Uh, they're doing a, a film, they're filmmakers, and they're going on an epic motorcycle adventure of their own from Alaska to Argentina, and that includes traversing the Darien Gap. Now, in the past, I've had the honor of, of interviewing many such motorcycle adventures, such as Sam Manicom and Jeremy Craker. I have spoken with extreme riders who have taken their motorcycles around the U.S. in record time and riders who have ridden through Africa on a Vespa. Each of these people and many more like them inspire us to dream and do adventures like this on our own bikes. Now, whether we do or don't, as we see, read, and hear these stories, we live vicariously through them. So joining me today here is one man who particularly is partly responsible for the motorcycle adventure spirit in all of us, a man who is living the motorcycle dream, that we would think, uh, and who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. He is an actor, author, TV presenter, a charitable ambassador, um, a master chef, believe it or not, adventure tour leader, Husband and father, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most recognized faces in motorcycling from long way round and long way down fame, Mr. Charlie Borman. Charlie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> no, I was just... Uh, yes, you were yes, no, Thank you. That was... Um, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I could live up to that, really, of everything you've just said, So, so but I will try. <laughs> Trust me, you do. No, thank you very much. No, that's that's very kind. It's it's uh, well, listen, it's it's wonderful to be on the show, actually, and 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 um, you know, you do a you do a lovely job. Well, I tr- I try to. I have to impress people, you know, like even though you do ride a Harley Davidson, you know. <laughs> well, you know, like like you said, somebody and has not as triumph, <laughs> you know, which is what you should be riding. But you know, should, well, I understand, and someday maybe I will. Well, you know, it's always, I always say that, you know, you need a a few bikes, you need a a few bikes for sort of uh, each each feeling, you know, so that if you, uh, you know, some days when it's really crisp and lovely in the morning and and then that whole idea of just sort of getting on, on, you know, a little adventure bike or a 
or a custom bike or a, something you've chopped up yourself or, mm-hmm. or you know it's, it's it's quite nice i like the uh i like the kind of bikes that you can sort of pp which i call is you know park and pose you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't have that you know <laughs> no, no you're a proper serious rider yeah i i, I do I, I ride yeah uh, i i would though i would love to have an adventure bike i had never considered a, a triumph but perhaps maybe i will one day yeah. No, but I mean, actually, you know what? It's actually, it's, it's all bikes are pretty good. And, yeah. and you, anything on two wheels, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if anyone knows, but I, I, I managed to smash up my legs uh, recently um, and and really did a good number on my on, on myself. And, and, and about sort of five months into rehabilitation, I managed to break my, my right ankle and my, and my left, uh, my left tibia amphibia really badly and i had this big cage around my around my left leg that was sort of an, an external fixation i don't know anybody i'm sure there's lots of your readers who probably have had one yeah. and um uh and after about five months of being in bed I, I kind of managed to sort of just getting up on my crutches and managing to just sort of hobble around on my and put some weight on my right ankle which I could put about seventy percent weight um, on it, and 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 uh, I was walking out the door, and I saw my wife's Vespa out there, and I thought I could ride this. And then I remember getting on it, and thinking, "Yeah, no," because I couldn't get the, I couldn't ride a motorbike because the cage wouldn't let me change gear right. because you know my it was pushing my leg too far out. But uh, so I got on this, I got on this Vespa, and I thought, "Oh, this is this this could work," and and. Um, and so I left my crutches up against the wall of my of my house, and, and just as I was about to head off, my daughter came out of the uh, out of the house, and she goes, "Dad, what the f are, are you, you can, doing?" You can, and you I said, "Oh no, no, I'm just." I, Ollie said there was something wrong with the bike, <laughs> so, <I went. laughs> so you lied your way through that. And uh, yeah, and, and as I went sailing down the road after five months of not riding a motorbike, and and. and and the freedom was just oh my God. i mean it was unbelievable you know and, I, and 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 it was a it, it was interesting because i'd gone through this huge crash and and almost lost my leg and the surgeons were saying look actually child we're not sure if we're going to you know if you'll be able to keep your leg right. and and um, so there was all these things sort of going on and then finally you know to be able to get back even even though it was on a little vespa which is a beautiful bike uh you know that was the chariot that sort of took me back to where I wanted to be. Mm. You know, and so you know, the idea of motorbikes is, is is it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's got you know two wheels and an engine, it 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 works. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll tell you what, your new book, Long Way Back, uh, different type of adventure, obviously. So tell us about mm-hmm. that and what led up to the creation of that. Well. Um, I'm sure some of your viewers know who I am. Those of you who don't, I, I did a, a couple of TV shows um, with Ewan McGregor, and we did a long way round and long way down, where we took some motorbikes and we rode around the world and, and, and made a bit of a TV show about it. And and that kind of sort of enabled me to do a whole lot of other things and did the Dakar Rally, uh, which is one of the most dangerous uh, races in the world. And then we did Extreme Frontiers, like you said. And 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 um, and so I've just started to do a little bit of work with Triumph, and 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 um, and I was down in Portugal uh, about just over a year and a half ago now, last yeah. uh, last year February, and and um, uh, and I was launching their new Explorer, uh, their their, their uh, Triumph uh, Tiger twelve hundred, oh, yeah. and um, uh, and I had the world's press there. There was a lot of a lot of American press there on the day two, and. Um, and just as I was sort of, we're just coming out of, of the hotel, first thing in the morning, really early in the morning, beautiful sunny day, just about to do the most wonderful ride, which he'd done the day before with a bunch of other journalists. And, um, and I'm just catching up a little bit, just coming out of this kind of small town. And um, just as I would take this car, the car decides to turn left and um, down this little dirt road. And, and I, uh, right as I was overtaking it, and it clipped me. And then, unfortunately, as I went flying through the air, there was a brick wall. And, and um, so I hit this high curb of the pavement and then hit this wall immediately and um, with my legs. And, um, and I, you know, like all people who are embarrassed, you know, when you crash, you're slightly embarrassed. So you get up and you, you try to pick up your bike and, and pretend that you hadn't crashed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, you know, and you stand there going, what? No, what crash? I don't know. You know, as your sort of Nothing indicators hanging off or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so I tried to jump up. 
and, and do it. And I got up and, and I looked down and, and, and my left leg was just flopping around like it was, wasn't oh, really man, attached no. and all these bones were sticking out and, oh. and blood was pumping out everywhere. And, and I, remember, I remember lying down and thinking, probably not good idea to look at that anymore. And, and I oh. sort of lay down and sort of pretended it, <laughs> that it hadn't happened. <laughs> and all these people were coming around and, 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 and you know, they're all around and I'm going, look, look, just, you know, stop, stop panicking just give me 10 minutes and and i'll be okay <laughs> yeah the bones will go back in and and they're all going yeah, yeah sure charlie is this sort of leg is sort of <laughs> flopping and completely in the wrong direction and then and then it just sort of became as the ambulance people turned up it just became worse and worse and worse and 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 so it was clear that my left leg you know the tibia fibula was smashed to pieces and it was all floppy and then i was going yeah but i got a little bit of pain on my right ankle so they they did the terrible thing of cutting my favorite boots off did they really and, cut them off yeah they cut my boots off and my trousers damn them i know and then they were going to cut my jacket off i said look oh, no. stop <laughs> oh, no. nothing wrong with my top i can take my 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 jacket off okay so <laughs> i took my jacket off anyway but um and, and then, then, then they cut my boot off, and then they realized that my right ankle was very badly dislocated and 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 smashed. And uh, and then and then then as I was sort of looking after everything, I was I kept pointing at my right hand and going, "Look, there's a big dent. Is that is that normal?" <laughs> so within the space of an hour, it'd gone from just a bit of a floppy leg to both a hand. To you know, lying there thinking, "Oh my God, this is just not what I was right. sort of looking forward to," and I, and I kept sort of apologising, being very British, you know, going, oh, "I'm terribly sorry. I'm really sorry about all this," you know. <laughs> but you so that's ready. kind of what happened. Um, but you were ready to get back on the bike right now, right? Were you? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I remember lying there, and the doctor was going, "Look, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to." You know, this is like five or six hours later, or seven hours later, being rushed into emergency surgery, and because it's very, it's very dangerous. Once, once the the once the skin is broken and the bones are exposed, mm -hmm. um, it, it becomes very critical to uh, to make sure that 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 when they put it all back together, that there's no dust, there's no sure. dirt. There's nothing in inside, so when you close it back up, that there's no foreign body right. in your leg, and and so so that's the real sort of critical bit. And so he was telling me, you know, Charlie, I'm not sure, but you know, essentially just your calf uh, muscle is holding your leg on, but that's about it. Wow. And and um, uh, and you know, we're not sure of the outcome. And I'm going, look, really, just seriously, just 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 tell me, right. just tell me, you know. How long will it be before I get back on a bike? You <laughs> 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 say, oh, I don't know, Charlie. Maybe two years. I think. Wow. But uh, no. Uh, well, let me ask you this: How long did it take you to ask how's the bike? Yeah. Well. Uh, well, no. It was clearly um, I could see because part of the the drive shaft was 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 tucked under my legs. Oh, so, okay. That's that's, uh, that's a bad sign. Yeah. It, took him a couple of hours to find the rear wheel which had bounced down the dirt road into someone's garden so um i was pretty but it wasn't my bike so you know it was fine <laughs> it was fine <laughs> <laughs> look but you know you know at the end of the day it doesn't you know and in the, the day when you have a big crash or or i'm sure anybody has had that or whatever and you kind of <clears throat> be it a year and a half later or 10 minutes later you walk away and 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 you sort of got your life back you know yeah. the the bike becomes relevant really as much as i'm i'm attached to the bikes so it, it you know i'm yeah. more attached to my legs uh, well, of course, you, you hope <laughs> anyway yeah so, one would hope some people <laughs> you know i do know that are completely attached to their bikes but uh uh but yeah no but 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 that kind of started a huge you know a huge change and 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 yeah. um and a massive recovery, and and um, and even now I look at it back now, and 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 it's sort of just over a year and a half, and I'm and I'm still not really walking properly, yeah. and I think ten ten operations later, and yeah. and probably another couple to come, and and Yikes. you know rods through my through my legs and bolts and everything, and and there's plenty of people out there who have had similar oh, sure. similar things. And sure. and and I keep meeting when, when when I had the cage around my leg, I was you know on the wheelchair because I had both legs were broken, which made it all quite complicated. Uh, you know, I'd be going along and there'd be someone else. I met some guy in 
in the cinema. We were going to watch, I don't know, whatever movie, and 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 um, and I saw this guy queuing up in a wheelchair as well. So I kind of, I kind of went along to him and sort of bumped into him and said, "Hey, you know, how's it going?" He goes, "Hey," he said, oh, "Same leg, yeah, same leg." And then we had this very long conversation, sharing more stories. Yeah. But um, but but it's been it's been been quite difficult, and oh, and yeah. and it was you know five or six months in in five months or just under five months in bed and and um and you know lots of uncertainty which was the whole thing and then and then it was really the idea of the book really came along because my agent uh who i've known for ever such a long time said look child i think you're going to get bored shitless and and um, i think you need to do something and he said why don't you sort of do something about your your life you know because i grew up in the film industry my father there's a guy called John Borman who directed Deliverance and Excalibur and Hope and Glory and Point Blank and, you know, all these amazing movies. And, um, and we were as kids were just dragged through, through those, those times. And mm-hmm. so I started to sort of think back and I thought, wouldn't it be nice to sort of look back at all the bikes I've had over the years and the experiences I had? And then I thought, you know, and then my father, of course, being a film kind of guy, he said, look, Charlie, why don't you start the book as you're just, you're lying on the ground, having just had this crash and thinking, what the fuck has happened, you know, <laughs> and uh, a typical sort of movie. And then you're kind of, you because you've gone through this 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 ordeal, you, you start thinking about your past, yeah. you know, become quite, you become a little vulnerable and whatever it is. You know, because of the crash, and 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 that's kind of how the book came about. So it's a so the book is a bit about the bikes I've had, a bit about the life I've had as a kid, and working in the film industry, and right. and then you know, and all those kind of sort of stuff, and 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 it's it's turned out hopefully okay. No, now so in a sense, coming off the bike seemed to be the least painful part of the whole ordeal. This, oh no, that's horrible. Coming out, well, of course, I mean, going yeah. through the air and heading towards that 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 wall. But it's what and happened. Going, I hope I missed that curb. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't miss the curb. And maybe I'll slow down before the wall. Oh no, <laughs> it was really painful. Well, I can yeah, promise okay. you that. But has, has that has that given you a renewed sense of awareness when you're riding, uh, or how has it changed your riding style or your situational I'm, awareness at all? I'm still a little twitchy when when cars come from the from the from the right hand side you know so it's anything going sort of left oh, you know you yeah, get a bit okay. twitchy but it reminded me of a crash i had in a car a long time ago about 25 years 27 years ago i was in i was in the south of france and and um we were coming home from a party and and and, and very much the same feeling as i had when i was lying on the road just recently and um we came around this corner and there was a guy you know, five times over, six times over the limit uh, of drinking. And, and he came around and as we kind of passed in the corner, he just drifted onto our side of the road and he hit head on Ooh. about 90 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour, you know, impact between the two cars. And I went through the window. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And, and um, I went through the window and then back and I, I sort of did, took all this sort of this side of my face off. Ouch. And and, um, <laughs> and I remember being on the side of the road then thinking, oh, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And aspirin's but, not going to fix that, no. No. But, but you know, and, and I, I think it does change, you, change your riding a little bit. But then I think, you know, once you get your confidence back, you just, you just start riding and, and, and oh, yeah. you, forget about, you forget about it. Oh, yeah. I got the impression that you also developed this uh, new respect and or disdain for the medical profession and insurance companies during this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I did learn was that, you know, you, you've got to be uh, you've got to be well covered. You know, you've got to take your take your travel insurance and make sure that that your travel insurance is, you know, covers you for where you are and 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 what you're doing. Yeah. And and uh, and then luckily, I had a you know private healthcare. Really, luckily. Right. And although in this country we have a fantastic medical system, I know that that Trump is trying to destroy your medical system at the moment, uh, <laughs> but doesn't look like he's successful. <laughs> but um, uh, but you know you do if you're going to ride a bike. You know, uh, it, 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 at the end of the day, whatever happens, it, regardless of whose fault it is, it's 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 your fault, and and you're the one who has to deal with it. So, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I mean, I was I was repatriated home from Portugal um, on, on my travel insurance. You know, and, and it, it was you know it was twenty eight twenty eight thousand dollar flight home. You know, so if I hadn't had insurance, you know, yeah. then 
you know, I would have had to have paid that myself. Yeah, that's not pleasant. So that's something everybody else has got to think of. But if you're going to be traveling abroad, you yeah, need to have uh, yeah. travel and, insurance. Yeah, and, and, and what you don't want to do is 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 you, you know be uh, be a burden on your family or your friends or other people. You know, just because you didn't bother taking out a you know three hundred dollar you know travel insurance or two, which lasts you the year anyway. You right. know, so. Something like that. Anyway, anyway, that's all boring. Ah, you know, boring. let's talk about bikes. <laughs> Actually, I do remember, I do remember when you when you do break your legs and you you can't you can't walk and you can't you know you're stuck in the to- on in bed and stuff like that. You know, going to the toilet is a big issue. You know, so <laughs> yeah, a you start bit. with bedpans. Then I had a little commode, a little toilet beside my bed, and but but the dream is to is to sit back on a on a proper toilet. Yes, you know, and and that's your because you you know everything becomes. You know, little things become really important when you've, when you're, when you're, when you're stuck in a wheelchair. So after a while, <laughs> we had this little toilet under the stairs. You know, in yeah. in the in the entrance hall is to our house, and when you come in the front door, there's a staircase. Just under the staircase is a little toilet. And at this st- one stage, I was thinking, actually, do you know what? I, I think I can go to the toilet. And um, so I could get my wheelchair, and I could get beside this the stairs up to the to the to the to the first floor and, and there's two there's two steps and a landing and I could get myself off the wheelchair onto the landing and then I could bum shuffle down and then and then bum shuffle all the way along to the <laughs> to the toilet which is two which is two steps down under the stairs and I thought I could just get my legs down and I could swing around and sit <laughs> on the toilet and go to the bathroom you know and uh, so I've been thinking about this for two or three days you know <laughs> And, and so I'm sitting there, and and I think, right, I just have to pull my trousers down, spin round, and you know, job's done. And so, <laughs> so all good. So I, I kind of get up on my good leg, my my right ankle leg. By this stage, I could sort of get weight on it. Right. And and I spun round and missed the toilet, <laughs> and got wedged between the toilet and the wall. It's a tiny little room, you got to remember. And I'm wedged all up like this with my legs <laughs> stuck. And I'm I'm thinking, God, I, I can't, I can't, I can't get, up. I can't get up. And just as I got stuck, my other daughter Kinvara walked past, holding her laptop, going into the kitchen, and she looked down and said. What the hell are you doing down there, Dad? And I said, Oh, I don't know. I've just made a bit of a mistake. You know, can you help? And she goes, Absolutely not. And just I had to pull myself up and finally made it onto the toilet. But victory. Victor, well, speaking of making other people's lives miserable during this whole thing, how did Ollie, uh, she was a rock through this whole thing. How did she fare during all this? Oh, Ollie was, Ollie was brilliant. And, you know, I mean, you do end up you know, really do rely on your family or your partner um, a lot, and 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 um, you know she <clears throat> she came over to Portugal. She she was you know it's it was incredibly complicated to to get the travel insurance people talking with the hospitals over here, and and and, and you know it was it was really tough. And she spent hours and hours and hours on the telephone organizing the whole thing. And then you know when we finally got home, looking after me. And bed bathing me every day, uh, mm-hmm. which was quite nice. <laughs> that went on for about at least a week longer than it probably should have. But uh, uh, yeah. but it was great. And and she, you know, in, you know, in your line, and actually a friend of mine bought me a bell. You know, one of those little tinkle bell <laughs> no, things. No, she didn't. And uh, and I and I gave it to her, and I, I I rang the bell once, and she came over, took it, threw it on the floor, and stepped on it, and said, "You ring that bell again." <laughs> <laughs> That's it, but uh, uh, no. But she was she was incredible, and, and it's it's hard work when, you know, every whim that you think of, if you want a glass of water or a cup of tea or a coffee or whatever, or or you know, you'd both settle down to to eat some lunch, and I'll go, oh, have you got any salt? And she'd have to get back up. My daughter Dune um, was away skiing with her university, and and she had. Um, uh, she came out of a nightclub on the second night at two in the morning. You know, I'm not going to say that she wasn't drunk, and uh, and came out and tripped over and broke her jaw, and smashed all her teeth, and 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 then so all of that was going on, and we had to fly her back, and then so I was in a in a bed downstairs, which we'd made up in the in the 
TV room. Dune was sitting on the sofa beside me, and my poor wife was running around looking after not just one of us, but two of <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, she didn't find that particularly funny. There was a moment where she, you know, almost lost her sense of humor. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did, at any point did she want to knock you on the head? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody well, has anybody changed her opinion or, or feelings about you riding now since the accident? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, she's, it, it, it is interesting. People do say so. You know, they say oh, so. So that's it, Charlie. Then is it? And um, no. And you go and you think, well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, and then and then you know, interestingly, but I, I do feel for people who who are in wheelchairs or or whatever because it it is it is very tough. And and you know, my wife would. Um, we live in London, and, and and or just a little suburb of London, sort of more or less in the in the middle of London. And 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 um, she would push me to a little cafe around the corner to have a coffee and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And you know, we have you know people we, we know in the area and stuff. And people would sort of would go so so. How's Charlie? And and I'm sort of looking up, going, "Well, I'm here." <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 it is. And you know, I'd say sixty percent of 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 shops or places that, that, that you would take for granted, you can't get into in a wheelchair. Right. And, 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 um, you know, and so it's tough, it's tough to be, to be in a wheelchair, you know, and, and, um, and, uh, you know, I think we all should take a little bit of, whenever we see anybody in a wheelchair or someone who's disabled, just take a little bit of extra time just to say hello or oh, to help out or open that door or, or, or not be annoyed by those people. Yeah, a little, you know, a but, little compassion, right? Yeah, I think so. And because it's tough, it's, it's hard work, you know, yeah. how did, uh, how did, uh, you react to the whole thing? Yeah, you and I mean, you and you and I think it was a text or something that, that I can't remember exactly how he found out, but he, um, he rang my phone and, and someone, some stranger answered my phone and he said, Oh, can I speak to Charlie? And he goes, Oh, I'm really sorry, but Charlie's gone into surgery. And, uh, and you was like, Oh Christ. And he was just about to get on his bike. And he, <clears throat> so he said, look, can you say I called and I'll call back and stuff. And he was off to do some editing or something on a movie that he'd just done. And, 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 um, and he kind of, for a moment, he said, he looked at, uh, at, the, at his motorbike and thought, Oh, should I take the car? Mm -hmm. And, and he thought, no, 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 Charlie, Charlie wouldn't want that. So, right. um, uh, so he got the bike and he, and he rode to work and, and, but he'd be very concerned and, you know, as, as mates are, you know, you chat a lot and, oh, sure. and, you know, he, he was around. Wow. Now the woman, Anna, that came to your aid yeah. when the first happened, have you uh, kept in touch with her? Yeah. Yeah. No, I speak to Anna a lot and, oh, and, um, she's a lovely lady. She, <clears throat> she was the one who saw me sort of flying through the air. And she thought it was a she thought it was a, a dustbin bag, you know, flying really? <laughs> through the air, <laughs> and then realised that actually, well, actually, that's not a dustbin bag, that's a human being. Um, and um, anyway, she came over, and and I was having real problems with my left leg, because the just below my knee was had all collapsed. Um, I couldn't. I, the only way I could do was sort of hook my leg up and hold it upright or bent, if you see what I mean, because yeah. I was lying down, right, and I couldn't hold it. Um, any longer and I was using my arm to sort of support it and, and I and she 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 wedged her legs uh, underneath my my thigh and and, um, and I don't know how long she was there for but she said that and she there was all blood all over her clothes and, and she scratched all her knees and she she you know she said that that, that by that she could barely get stand up by the time you know it was uh, right wow I was going to go into that and, and she she was <clears throat> suddenly she became this person that that I could sort of cling on to right you know and and um uh you know and, and she was the she was the one who kind of um made it all possible really wow that's great uh, it's good to hear that uh, now from beginning from, from the very beginning to the point of no cr no crutches at all how yeah. long how long was it um, I'd say with with no crutches, I had no crutches, and then and then I had a bit of a walking stick and stuff like that. So it's only been the last two months that I've been sort of walking around without really? without any aid, and uh, um, uh, but still, you know, I can't I, I, I can't run. I I can't if I take the dog for a walk, I've got to take a little scooter and sort of scoot around because I just my right ankle after after a couple of minutes of walking just is. Just, hugely painful wow so. have you been able to ride at all 
Oh yeah, but I've been riding since you know after five months. Um, I was on the scooter, um, Ollie's scooter. So, so yeah, that's been. So I've been riding for a year. Actually, I was riding the scooter and I got stopped by the police because I was um, I was riding a scooter and, and I was riding a scooter. I had my crutches um, between my my arms, you know, in the <laughs> in the scooter thing. And the policeman stopped me and he and he, and he went, "Oh, hi, Charlie." <laughs> and I was going. Oh hi! I thought maybe this is hopeful, and um, and he goes, he goes, what are you doing with the crutches? And I said, oh, I'm just, I smashed my legs up a bit, and and he went, oh, really? And I've got, you know, one of those little blankets you have on the scooters that you can put over your legs. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> and um, and so uh, and so I so I, I pulled the I pulled the uh, the this this these little sort of blanket thing back and I was wearing these shorts with a pair of tennis shoes with this huge cage around my left leg and big bandage on my right ankle and uh and he went, Oh oh my oh that's disgusting He said just just go 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 didn't want to know anything about it so off I scooted. So I, I would it was the funniest thing because I would go to I'm um I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm I, I own part of a, a restaurant in London called uh, called the Bike Shed. And, um, you must check it out called the Bike Shed. CC. Oh, you go. Just beautiful, sort of hip, very trendy, cool kind of place in Shoreditch, which is a very trendy part of London. We have all these beautiful custom kind of motorcycles and all that that kind of sort of uh, very retro look. You know, when you get modern bikes to look old and, and triumphs and and. Kawasaki W650s and people chop all these bikes and make them look beautiful. Oh, really, really right. cool place. Right. I'm looking at it right now. And um, and so I would go up there and, and you know arriving on a scooter wasn't the coolest thing when everyone's on all these really cool bikes. <laughs> so I'd, I'd sort of hobble up the scooter, get these crutches, and and get and barely be able to walk to into the <laughs> restaurant. And and uh, you know people were just about to make a comment about oh that's not very nice scooter in this place, and then they'd see all these smashed up legs and all go oh maybe <laughs> won't ask. <laughs> So you want to talk about motorcycles? Sure. Or motorbikes? Uh, your relationship with Triumph. That seems like something that's been coming for a while. Yeah, I've been chatting them to them for a while. And, and you know, I've, I, mean, I think a lot of people know me for BMW and, and you know, the bikes that you and I used. And <clears throat> and I think a lot – I've been sort of customizing bikes for a while now. And, you know, from Kawasaki W650s to, to Triumph Bonnevilles to Thruxtons to, to all sorts of bikes and – you know, just making them kind of um, to how I'd like them. And I think Triumph have really gone very much in that direction. Uh, um, you know, their new fleet of motorcycles are, are beautiful. And and they've got a beautiful uh, adventure bike as well. And, mm -hmm. and we were chatting to them. They said, look, Charlie, we'd love you to come over and, you know, do a little bit of work with us. And and, um, and I think... Uh, I think um, you know, for where I am right now, and the kind of bikes, and the and with the with the motorcycle restaurant and and stuff, you know, it it, it you know, and that kind of Britishness, and you know, I I really like that, and and um, and I think uh, uh, I think it's a really good fit at the moment. Right. Well, what are you riding now? Um, I've got a I've got a beautiful uh, well, I've got the Triumph Explorer that right. uh, that I've got just outside. And uh, do you want to see my bikes outside? Yeah, sure. They're all covered up, really, sadly. But <laughs> but look, if you um, if you have a look, um, can you see them there? I, I can. Yeah. That's wow. that's the scooter. Yeah, I see that. That's my Explorer. Uh huh. And then I've got a Triumph T120 under the first cover, and then I've got a Triumph Thruxton there as well. And um, and I had um, I had the Triumph T120 chopped up. Uh, by a, a, a bunch of guys um, called uh, Down and Out Motorcycles okay. or Down and Out Custom Bikes, and they did me this oh this beautiful bike. So I've got um, <clears throat> I've got a I've had it all chopped up. I had the front forks uh, widened in the front and and had a had a rear rear tire put on the front. So I've got TKC eighties. You know I don't know if you know them. That's kind of sort of that's a big wheel public bikes. So I've got a I've got I've got a one on the rear and the same size on the front. And then we've chopped it all up and taken all the switches off and put micro switches in and, and we've done shitload of work and it's just, it's just gorgeous. Does that, does that handle any differently now with the, with the bigger wheel on the front? A little slower. Yeah. Really? But you know, it's my, it's my PP bike. Park and pose. 
you know, I'm not going to go around the world in it. I'm just going to cruise Why from, not? from South London to to up to my up to my restaurant in Shoreditch, and you know, and it's just a beautiful bike, and it's really nice because when you're on a nice bike, like you know, someone's chopped up a beautiful Harley or or whatever it is, you know, and you're sitting at the lights, and, and another bike comes up beside you, and they look over and they just look at you, and they go, "Nice yeah. bike," yeah, you know. Oh, thank you very much. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and and kind of ride off into the distance. It's lovely, you know. So, how do you like the the Explorer series? Yeah, no, really nice bikes, and 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 I think um, I think that 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 market is 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 each year gets tighter and tighter, and uh, the Explorer is a nice a nice bike. They've got the, all, all this sort of semi active suspension that that goes on, and so what happens with this bike is that it tries to it, it identifies what weight is going on, so that it always tries to to put the bike um, in in the perfect riding position. So so you know a bike will sort of sit like this. And then, and then if you if you put a bit of weight onto it, it kind of on the back it kind of sags back. But what it tries to do is bring it readjust it, itself. It, it, it bring you always back onto a nice, onto onto that nice sort of progressive aggressive riding assist, nice. uh, position, and 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 it gives you great great confidence and 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 um, and it's you know it's nicely balanced and, and you know it's a good bike. Have you had it off road yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah? yeah, I've been um, I've been riding. <clears throat> I suppose the last couple of months I've been riding. Um, I've been riding off road. I've been able to bungee my walking stick onto the back of the bikes. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's a real. I'll, go, I'll any... go burning past someone on the dirt roads, and then we'll stop somewhere, and uh, and I'll get off the bike, and and I would have to take my walking stick off the bike. <laughs> that's an integral part. And then walk of any, along. Of yeah. Any adventure anyway, bike is a walking stick. Gone now. So <laughs> right. That's fine. Oh, yeah, no, but it's lovely. It's got, it's got a nice balance, and, yeah. and you know, with the with the with the nice tires, I'm a big fan of the TKC 80s, and 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 um, you know, they're very, really nice, nice balance. They have the good grip. They're, they're for for a knobbly, they're they're almost as good as any road tire on the on the on the tar. Wow. You know, they've got a really good. They're really really sticky. Do you have and, any plans on taking that bike on any epic adventures, loading it up with panniers and all that? Always, there's always <laughs> something else going on. Always, you know, I've got a, b- a bunch of stuff that I'm, I'm up to. I've got a few things with with, with Triumph that we're that we're that we're doing. I, I do a lot of work with with Movember, uh, which is the men's health charity. I don't know if you know it, um, where you you know mm-hmm. grow a mustache in 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 the month of November, and um, and I have a permanent mustache. So I, I I'm a that. I'm a Movator. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I ring people up randomly, and and you know, during the month of, of November, you know, saying to me, that little bit of bum fluff on your lip is fine. You know, take your girlfriend's mascara, and you can always, you know, you can always make it look better. You know, um, uh, but so we're going to do ho- hopefully do a nice little project with them. Okay. Um, yeah. So after after just over a year and a half, it's 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 I'm finally kind of back, really. Good. And and. Um, and it's um yeah no it's nice. Good. Well, tell us about your uh, your motorcycle adventures that you take part of uh, down in uh, Africa, and some of the charitable events that you're taking part in. Yeah, I do. Uh, each, each year, I do I do three <laughs> tours where I take a bunch of people on on a motorcycle tour, right. and we do two back to, we do two back to we do two back to back in, in in Africa. So we go from Cape Town to Victoria Falls, about twenty riders, and we we stay in very nice places, and we. We organize everybody the motorcycles, and everybody has a GPS, and we have a paramedic and a and a and a and a, and a, uh, a mechanic, and we have a couple of support vehicles, and 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 um, and we, we go through South Africa and Namibia, uh, along the Kabiva Strait into Botswana, and then into Zimbabwe, wow. uh, and, and to Victoria Falls, and then and we get another bunch of people, and um, and we go down. We go back down through Zimbabwe into Botswana, into South Africa, mm-hmm. up into Lesotho, which is the kingdom in the mountains, yeah. in the sky, and then back into South Africa. And they're two 16-day tours, and, and they're fabulous, fun, and 80% off-road, all gravel roads and, and stuff like that. But, you know, all really achievable and doable stuff. Right. Um, and then we do one in February in Australia. Wow, and uh, nice. we go from, from Melbourne to Sydney and via um, Tasmania. Nice, and uh, and so we do that tour, and then every second year, uh, we go from Sydney to Melbourne off road, and so we go right up into the Blue Mountains, all the way through in the, in the into the uh, outback of Australia, 
and uh, fantastic riding, all all of them. I mean, <clears throat> for instance, um, I missed last year because of my legs, but the year before I was riding with a couple of guys in, um, through N N Namibia and on these dirt roads and we came up over the brow of this hill and we had to stop because there were there were 40 elephants crossing the road. Oh, really? And, nice. uh, and so we just sat there for <clears throat> 30 minutes just while these elephants were just sort of cruising wow. the world. And, you know, I think Africa is probably my most favorite place to ride because one is it's much much safer than people think. It's it's nowhere near what people's impression of of Africa is. Yeah. That's partly why we started the tours was to show people actually, you know, it's not that. I mean, you know, some of the biggest gun and knife crime in the world is in Washington D.C. or mm. or parts of Paris or or in those parts of London where you just wouldn't go, right. you know, in the evenings, you know. So right. every city has it, you yeah. know, and. Um, uh, uh, but there's nowhere else in the world where you can be riding along and, you know, stop for elephants or, you know, on a daily basis, you're seeing zebra and kudu and eland and, and giraffe and, and elephants. And, and, you know, if you're lucky, some springbuck or, or, or hyenas, you know, it, and there isn't, there's nowhere in South America. There's nowhere in Indonesia. There isn't anywhere where you can do that. Wow. So, and so, yeah, so, pretty so somebody, special. Well, if somebody wanted to sign up for one of your trips in Africa, yeah. what, what, what would they have to do? Oh, you just go to charlieborman.com, and and, um, and and it's all there. And oh, okay. There's a link to, to – there's a company called Compass Expeditions okay. who, who facilitate our tours for us. Uh, but super easy, and all you need is a is a is a is a bike license. That's all you need. Wow, you guys and come provide... down. We'll organize everything else. And you provide the bike. So, yeah, we provide the bikes. You you, you get yourself to to Cape Town, and, and and we'll do the rest. Wow, what kind of bikes are they? Um, they're from you could have Triumph Explorers, Tiger Eight Hundreds, GS Twelve Hundreds, GS Eight Hundreds, Six Fifties. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I got. Yeah. No, and they're all pretty new bikes as well. Okay. Pretty much. And, and and what's nice is that you all have a GPS on each bike, so uh, everybody has the day's route on it, so that you don't have to follow in a pack, you know, right. and so you don't have to be frustrated because the pack is riding too slow or, or, or frustrated or or, or or worried because the pack is riding a little bit too fast, or, right. or you, you know, you've got the route in front of you, you know, as long as there's a couple of you riding together, you can you can you can do it how you want. Right. Wow. Stop as much as you want. Take as many pictures, you know. I got to do that. Yeah, go hang out with the locals, and it's, it's lovely. It's really lovely. Wow. Um, you have a very important event coming up in August. Do you want to tell us about it? Um, in August, uh, my birthday. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a very special birthday, you know. I'm gonna, I'm having a bring a present party. <laughs> well, that's not what I was referring to, but you do have the uh, your, your Charlie Borman live thing that you're doing. That, oh yes, uh, yeah, no, I'm doing a, I'm on the twenty on the twenty eighth of August. I'm gonna in Cape Town actually doing uh, a, a speaking a speaking engagement where it's sort of an evening with Charlie, I suppose, okay. which Billy Billy Ward or. Billy Bagtruck is um, is hosting with me, and okay. um, so that'll be a lot of fun. So I, I reckon fly down to Cape Town for a holiday, rent a bike, come with us, or hang out on your own out there. It's a beautiful part of the world. Right. Okay. And then buy my book as well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to use you as a merciless no, plug. No, it's quite. My, a, it's quite. I believe my books I and DVDs, but they're you know they're all out there. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I know you've heard this about a thousand times. Are you, is there a possibility that you and you and are going to do another adventure? Yeah, I mean, I think we've always spoken about it. I mean, what we both love to do is is do it when we're much older, and then we could sort of maybe do one of the same trips again, and then just sort of moan and complain. Was <laughs> when we were younger, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's all changed. <laughs> like a, maybe a twentieth anniversary of Long Way Round. Yeah, twentieth right? anniversary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Ed Simons did when he. I don't know if you read ever read yes, I did. a guy called Ted Simon's yes, Jupiter's Travels, which yes. is a, you know, which is one of the most wonderful travel books. I mean, it's almost as good as as my books, you know, and you and I is <laughs> almost as good, but not quite. You know, if okay. you're going to read our books first and then Ted's, okay. you know, but no, it, but it's a lovely book, Jupiter's Travels, and and yes. and um, um, and then he did he did a book called Return to Jupiter, you know, much, you know, much later on, and had a look around the world. Okay. 
and saw how much it had changed okay. you know and and um and it does change and, and things do change and i think you know and i think you, you know we need to get out there and have a look around you know before it changes too before all those beautiful gravel roads become all tarmac yeah that, that would be a sad thing when that, that would be a sad thing yeah very 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 sad thing yeah uh yeah. so uh, what's with all the wheelies I, d I, d I only ever on private property, um, <laughs> ever, <laughs> and I take it my I take um I take my safety very seriously. <laughs> right, uh, so you don't do any release. <laughs> yeah, never do. No, I mean, I mean uh, only in a controlled environment. <laughs> well, you're in control, so that's your environment then. Right? I only do them because, like, well, it's just kind of fun, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I when I was a little kid, um, I started riding bikes when I was about six years old on a little Honda monkey bike, and 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 um, and then I kind of pro progressed onto a little DT100 Yamaha, which I still have, and my two daughters really still to have it really on, on it, and and um, and I was just my dad broke his hip recently, and, and I was just um, in Ireland last week, and. I was. Dad lives in the countryside, in the, where we grew up, in this beautiful place. And and in the barn is, is my little DT one hundred is still there. So I kind of cranked it up and was riding it around. I mean, this is you know, I'm fifty now, and it was when I was twelve. I had this DT one hundred. I mean, a long time ago. <laughs> and and uh, uh, and then you know, and you 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 like all kids who grew up in the countryside. You know, the first thing you want to do is. You know, learn to to pop a wheelie on your dirt bike, and 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 that's what I did obsessively. You know, tried to to. I must say, I've never. I'm not. You know, I must say, I'm not the greatest of wheelie poppers, but you know, I try. <laughs> you did it on the GS twelve hundred, <laughs> fully I loaded. Fully loaded. <laughs> Either I'm, I'm really uh, really amazing or just completely stupid, which is <laughs> probably the stupid one. Is probably. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask, right? <laughs> Yeah, but you know those bikes. Any bike you can wheelie, I suppose. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just got can. lucky. You know, I guess you can. I wouldn't try it with my bike. Uh, no. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell our listeners how they can follow you and learn more about what you're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got you know lots going on, and 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 um, uh, and there's a few TV shows coming along, but you know, I'm 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 on Instagram and Twitter, and and um, so it's all uh, it's all at charlie borman on instagram and twitter okay. and then um on my website and and um and yeah and facebook and and you know all those usual things you can sort of follow along and see the stupid things that i'm doing and and um yeah and get involved and sure. come along to one of my trips in africa or in australia all right can, I, love it. can I ask you how much one of those trips costs it it it's it, how can you put a price on, on <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's all in euros anyway you oh, guys okay. would Stand, yeah, <laughs> I do have one more Luckily question. Luckily, it's not in pounds because that's just collapsed <laughs> these days. You know, <laughs> we're going to become become the poor cousins after Brexit. <laughs> I do have one more question that was yep. submitted. Um, Billy Bike Truck seems like an incredible adventure character. Are you not worried that he's far cooler and more handsome than you? Is that from Billy? That is from Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can. Well, if you you said that he might he'd be coming on your show quite yes, soon. Yes, he will be on a couple well, of weeks. Yes. Ask him about how he always manages to fall apart a little bit when I when I start to chase him down, okay. and, uh, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing because he'll go past me on some dirt road in Africa because he does the tours with me, and um, and then I see him go past and 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 then I I try to chase him down, and then if I do if I do catch up with him. He, he just falls apart, and he can't take it. And and, and you can hear him shouting, and uh, oh, it's not! I can't take it. And then he's riding, just completely falls apart, and then you go sailing past him. He's uh, yeah, no, but he's lovely, Billy, and he's a complete mad guy from Newcastle, as we call it, complete crazy scouser. So um, he's lovely. He's lovely. You probably have like a thousand stories that you could tell us. And, but I know you don't have that much time. So yeah, well, it's all in my book, you know. Yeah, so, so again, shameless, long way back. Okay. Shameless plug. Buy don't the be book. stingy. Uh, listen, guys, just just buy it. You, I, I, you don't have to read it. Just buy it. Stick it on the shelf. You know, I've got you know children that I have to feed, and 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 you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, 
And the wife you got to take care of too, right? The wife's got to take care yeah. of. There's a bunch of bikes I need to buy. Yeah, you know? absolutely. The Charlie Fund, but Charlie Benevolent Fund for motorbikes. <laughs> uh, perfect. So if anybody <laughs> wants to contribute, they can just go to your website, right? Yeah, just, just go to my website, buy the book. You know? <laughs> and that's it. Uh, it. <laughs> Charlie, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining me here on the podcast. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. So if you hold Glad on a second to take care of some business, just hold on a second. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode 104 with the incomparable Charlie Borman. So please go to Charlie's website at charlieborman.com and look at what he's up to. And be, and be sure to email Billy Bike Truck and tell him he isn't as cool as he thinks he is. Okay. Yeah, oh, can't ride a bike. <laughs> right, can't ride a bike. And don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters whose links you'll find on our links page. All of these podcasts and many more out there do great things uh, for our passion that we've contributed. Okay, uh, tune in later this week when I meet up with Larry uh, for a Creative Riding Podcast. He'll be joining us with uh, my brothers, Tim Buck 2 and Chris the Joker. Hey, Charlie, do you have a biker nickname? Uh, no. I don't. Oh, we're going to have to come up uh, with I, one. I need one. Maybe, need maybe, one. maybe the audience or the viewers can come up with one. We can do that. We can, we can figure something yeah. out. Well, I used I, to be called Charlie Bubbles when I was a kid. <clears throat> doesn't quite work now, does it? No, it doesn't work no, now. No, no. But, no. you know, uh, be, be kind. To my, you know. <laughs> well, see, usually it, 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 it applies to whatever, whatever it is about you as a rider. Uh, for me, my nickname is Wrong Way, so that pretty much tells you everything right there. Uh, but yeah, uh, it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, navigation, I'm guessing. That, you got it. I got GPS. I got it all now. So <laughs> I still get lost. Yeah. I still get just lost. Just drive by numbers. You know, just <laughs> go. That's what I do. <laughs> so, uh, so, but like I said, uh, like, you know, we, we have to take uh, your nickname based on, on, on your riding habits. So uh, we'll avoid the nickname Crash for now. Yeah, well, I have done a lot of that. I mean, I've, you know, broke hands in the Dakar. I mean, actually, yeah. Well, that's not a great name, Charlie Crash. No, no. no I, rhyme. I, There's no rhyming there, is no. it? You know? Yeah. Oh, oh Charlie, uh, Breakage Borman? I don't know. Uh, broken Borman. <laughs> broken Borman. <laughs> that's going to stick. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Uh, join us all again. Uh, uh, thank you for having Charlie Broken Borman here uh, with us on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Motorcycle Men podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Ride safer, kids. <laughs>